Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And when it comes to business, I do tell people to build your business from the top down, not the bottom up. So often entrepreneurs, they go to hire, the first person they hire is the $10 an hour person. Because you feel so stressed, you've been working your behind off, getting a little sleep, and you're just like at a cry for help. Like, I need help, I need help. So you go get help, but you don't necessarily go get wisdom. And when you go get the $10 an hour person, it's not that they're not needed. They're just not the person that can help you grow and scale your business. This is another arm of the fearless brand. Just living my life out fearlessly. Hey there, I'm Arian Simone, the CEO and founder of The Fearless Fund, and a woman who believes in living a fearless lifestyle. Through this podcast, you'll get to hear stories of the time I've spent in Africa, being crowned as an Ivorian queen, fighting a battle that can affect millions, but also the stories of our special guests who are living legendary. It's time to tune in to the Fearlessly Living Podcast. That's why it was difficult to cross it. Y'all got me sitting so far back. I'm moving this thing. Can I move this? Give, give me the TV. The TV. Remember the TV? I just want to see it for a second. What clientele? Um, she had a brand, a jewelry brand. And you said she'll do it. Do what? Do a video about the case. Oh, thank you. I was like, <laughs> I need, where's my phone real quick? Oh, okay, is it in my butt? No. Shoot. I gotta do this while I remember this. Hold on, or did somebody already put it in the couch? Yes, y'all, this is everything. Isn't this everything? See, when you comb out the curls, I, I'm in heaven. I like when it's coming. Somebody got to have these Q&As. Yeah, um, so personal, business, and then Well, we can read them out to you, too. Now, girl, you know they can see this, all this, this, this whatever this is. This, 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 this cutting. Or you can ask me. Ask me? Or you want to call oh, yeah, next time just leave it. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. The people, that, I told you we're going to have it all uncut. They done seen it now. Mm-mm. Anybody find my phone? It was a phone right there. That's, that's, yeah, that's a white phone. I just had. Mm-mm, I don't think I had it when I was taking pictures. But I need my phone. I need to record this real quick. Don't worry, we're gonna still stay within time. And you can edit a little bit of the BTS, but I want to keep it in. I want it uncut, but I know right now we're taking a minute. Now, it ain't just get up and walk, and you can't dial it because my phone stays on silent. Mine does, too. 
Yeah, I don't even have vibration. They see, I asked you, did somebody put it in the couch? We got it. Who put it in the couch? Okie dokie. Yeah, I gotta get this done while I remember this though. Thank you so much, Mama Tasha. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Mama Tasha. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's adorable. You guys show her that. Where'd she go? Run right, right here. She's sitting right in front of you. You guys, I'm taking some time to talk to you all about this court case. Because so many of my friends and people I work with, they're like, Erin, we don't think people understand the magnitude of what is going on. Um, if you've been following me, you know that my company right now is companies, more than one, are being sued for alleged discrimination. And the people who are suing us are using this as a baseline case to try to remove anything that is race-based. So in this suit, we're basically being alleged for discrimination um, because we support a grant program that is for black women. In the event we were to lose, what is at stake is anything that is race-based. So when you think about race-based, there's race-based scholarships for college. HBCUs are at stake if we lose. I was just speaking at the National Black Caucus for State Legislators on a panel called Urgency for Equity and Reparations. And when we got done speaking, a lady stood up and said, I don't think you all understand. If the Fearless Fund were to lose, all this legislation you guys wrote about reparations, it doesn't even matter because it's race-based. So anything that is race-based set-aside programs, minority grant programs, so many things are at stake because right now if we win, we win. We are winning for everybody. But if we lose, then everybody's affected by our loss. Then everybody loses. So much is at stake, you guys, with this court case. I need you all to share this video. I need you to sound the alarm. The people who are suing us have billions of dollars to back their cause. We need billions of dollars to back our cause. Be sure to click the link above and donate to our foundation. It takes money for us to get the word out, to make sure that there is awareness, campaigns, about what is taking place. It takes bandwidth, people, capacity. We need your voice. We need three Ps, pins for petition. We need prayers, of course, that should have been one. And then we need paper. Be clear, this takes your voice, your pen, and your paper in order for everything to be a success for the Fearless Fund. Because a win for the Fearless Fund is a win for all. But a loss for the Fearless Fund is a loss for all. And we must win. Okay, I'm gonna upload that later. Next, here we go. We ready? You said what? Oh, yeah, I ain't have time. <laughs> We've got to keep that. No one loves Erin like Erin. <laughs> I love that. She said, no one loves Erin like Erin loves Erin. I know that's right. I love myself. I do. I am in love with myself. I am. I will crack myself up. 
Hey, you guys, you are back tuning in to Fearlessly Living with Arian Simone. And if you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. So today we have a Q&A episode. And what that means, I have taken your Q&As, yes, your questions, right off of social media. So if you follow me, on Instagram and my stories, I'll post ask me anything. So these are the ask me anything questions that you guys have given me. Oh, so the production team, they have grouped these. They started off with business questions. Oh, what would you do if you weren't involved in venture capital? I believe that I was placed on this earth to help make people's dreams come true. And what that looks like in different phases of my life has just manifested in multiple areas, actually. So I had a PR and marketing company for years, helping market and make people's dreams come true. Now I have a venture capital company helping fund to make people's dreams come true. So... I don't know exactly what I would be doing, but I know I would be doing something to help make people's dreams come true. Yeah, I know it would be that. Now, I will say this. There was advocacy that I was going to take up had I not got into this space when I got into it, which was actually advocacy in the marijuana business with trying to get a lot of our brothers out of jail who were locked up for charges, and now this is legal. So I always said if I had more time on my hands, that was something that I would have took up. And I'm saying this, mind you, I've never smoked a blunt a day in my life. But I had a serious issue when I saw people who built up a demand being locked up for something that is now legal. Like I had a serious, it was very disturbing to me. So anybody who... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Who's like in jail on small charges for weed. I was like, we got to get these people out. This stuff is legal now. Like that was very disturbing. So I can say that in the event... I weren't involved in venture capital, that that is something I probably would have took up from an advocacy standpoint. But even outside of venture capital per se, I still believe in the journey of pursuing economic justice. I still believe in trying to get dollars into our community. And that just may look different. Right now, it just looks like venture. It looks like also we have at our foundation grants. It looks like um, we just, signed a deal for debt-based financing, which is not venture funds. Venture is cash for ownership. Debt-based financing looks just like a traditional loan, meaning you pay it every month and you get the money back. So I think that's something that um, I would still be in the space of making people's dreams come true. And of course, anybody who's locked up for something as small as that, and now it's a free market and it's legal, that would be making their dream come true too. I'm just all about living a fulfilled life, a fulfilled life. Next question. Oh, my gosh. What is the next milestone you will reach? And you could have put all the bloopers in here, too. 
y'all y'all went through and screened this out and took like because they ask a little bit of everything when you say ask me anything what is the next milestone i will reach i don't know i honestly don't know and i say that because i live a life that is just truly surrendered to god and his direction for my and I had no clue I'd be where I'm at today. Of course, I always wanted to be the business investor that I had been looking for when I was in college. I did not know it was going to look like venture capital. As time went on, I started talking about, oh, how nice it would be to serve on a public board. Then that happened, and I had to post, like, what you're seeking is seeking you. Because it literally came to me. I didn't even have to seek it out or reach out about it. I serve on the board um, of Steve Madden, an internationally publicly traded company that the world is familiar with. And I'm the first black female on their board. So there's that. And then right after that, I became an African queen. And in that, I work with the government to help improve the welfare of the people. So from being a VC to a board director to a whole queen, it was a lot going on in the last five years of my life. I would have never imagined what took place in five years that took place. And they've been massive steps. They haven't even been small steps. And there have been steps when I'm just learning, like, on-the-job training. So when you say, what is the next milestone you reach? I'm like, well, God, blow my mind again. Because that's what he continues to do. I wish I had an answer for you, whoever asked this. But I know whatever it is, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be global impact. It's going to be changing people's lives. I'm here to serve. So it's, it's going to be something dynamic. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like we're in a busy culture where people are always asking you what's next. Well, why can't I just sit in what's now for a minute? You know, we go from what's next, what's next, what's next. I'm like, shoot, what's now is popping. So... I'm not sure just yet, but when it happens, you'll know. The next business question, is it hard for startup businesses to apply and receive grants and loans? <sighs> this is somewhat loaded of an answer. There's yeses and nos for so many reasons. Of course, there are biases that exist in funding which is why we do the work that we do day to day. There are biases that exist in the ability to receive funding. There are systemic issues that exist. Um, heck, shoot, right now I'm in a court case. <laughs> and that to me is an issue that would prevent people from getting funding depending on the outcome of this case. So, yes, there are things that can be what we have to overcome in getting funding. But what I can say is, yes, there are opportunities out there. The Fearless Fund exists as proof of those opportunities. There are a lot of people like on the gram you can follow, and they don't do anything but post the grant announcements. Have y'all seen that? Like some girl, I think her name's Ellie Talks or something. I can't remember them all. But there's a whole bunch of people, and they pop up in my Explorer page, and I'm like, there they go about those grants again. And a lot of times they're on it because I see when our grant announcements make their list. So there are people now on social media that have made this way more accessible, way more known. And I'm like, oh, thank God. This is so helpful. 
Um, that's about grants. Loans, you have to be way more mindful. I'm not a big person that likes to get into debt. I have three things, like, on my credit. <laughs> like, I keep all that stuff, and I only keep that just to keep a high score. So when it comes to loans, be mindful of what you're getting the loan for. Do you need loan to a loan for cash flow management or to scale and grow? Because you want to use it for that reason versus you're just going to get a loan and you'll have a path to pay it back. Like, you will end up in a situation. So I just want to make sure if you're going to go get a loan that you have a direct plan to repay this loan. I have a question to y'all. Are we going next to these personal questions? Oh, okay. We're going to go to the... Well, are we doing... Are we sticking on the topic of business? Are we going personal? Yeah, so what else about business? What else about personal? Oh, so these are two episodes in here? Oh, look, y'all could have kept the crazy questions. I was going to announce them. We, I told you, keep them in there. But they could have been a blooper moment. They could have been funny. So go ahead. You got a business question. Ask me. Um, if money was not an object, mm -hmm. what business, what other business would you start? If you could do anything. I would do what I'm doing now. I, I don't do it for the cash. Okay. I'm rewarded for what I do, but I would do, be doing what I do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life, you went and videoed her. It's okay. It is okay. I mean, I could talk about business all day, but I thought you had the blooper questions in here. No, we have them on our phone, but someone was in French. We didn't know what they were. I can read them if they're in French. She said some of them were in French. <laughs> well, what it is, Kayla, ever since, you know, I've, the country that I'm crowned in is a speak French, French and country. Yes. I'll read them all. Je comprends très bien. I understand very well. But I speak a little. Whoa, okay. So are we, the personal ones are on a different day, right? So then I'm not going to get into those. Bonjour. Salut. Bien. Okay, most of these are personal. Okay, so I'll go. I'll go to business. I will go to business. An independent artist, I would love given the opportunity to be endorsed by your brand. You know what? I invest in a company called Music Breaker. So our fearless fund invests in women of color co-founders. But outside of our fund, I do invest in male-led businesses. And a black male-led business, and the CEO is Tony Brown. He is a rattler, and like a little brother, he came up with this business called Music Breaker, along with three other additional co-founders of his, including his brother. And at Music Breaker, you can, up, as an independent artist, you can upload your work to this platform. And also on the platform are influencers and creators who are looking to use your music on their reels, their YouTubes, and their creative, you know, productions. So it's a way to make money that way. And not that you'd be endorsed by my company, but this is something that I definitely would tell you to do. Because this company is doing multi-million dollars. They're growing by leaps and bounds. I'm an investor. Nas is an investor. A whole bunch of people. 
So you want to go to Music Breaker, upload your music, and get connected with creators, and you can literally make money every single month. Just people will start buying your stuff for $50 here, $500 here, and using it on their creative productions, reels, TikToks, YouTube videos. Well, Eric, what are you asking? Okay. So if you're an independent artist, be sure to check out Music Breaker. I think that would be awesome. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Oh, you know, I don't have your face to <laughs> upload on this. Uh-uh. You can, where's my, I don't have my phone. Oh, y'all hid it behind the pillow. Go ahead. Oh, that's a good one. Go ahead, Mia. She said, how do I think my team members would describe me as a leader? They say fearless, pun intended. I have democratic leadership. And that has its pluses and its minuses. And what I mean by that is I like the buy-in of the team. And majority of the time, I would say that works well. But when you have to make a tough decision and everybody may not agree, that gets to be a little tough for me sometimes. Because I, I then have to put my foot down like, oh, gosh, I don't know if it's that I want everybody happy, but I, I like the buy-in of the team. Now, we do practice that when it comes to our investments. Women of color are the most underrepresented entrepreneurial you know, demographic that there is and underserved. So when it comes to us getting deals, mind you, with the business I work in, it looks like Shark Tank. People pitch to us all day. And if we get a deal and we're going back and forth on it so much, I'm like, we ain't making it. We're not doing it. Because there's, we get thousands of applications every week. There's always going to be one we're going to agree on. So the second it's that whole tug and pull, tug and pull thing, I'm like, oh, this is going left. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to have to let this one go. So I practice a democratic leadership a lot in that area. Um, but sometimes, especially, I would even say when things have started with the case, and I'm like, y'all, this is, this is how we're going to have to move. And I just had to say this, we ain't got a choice right now. Whether you agree or not, this is how we got to move. But I would, they would say that I'm definitely fearless, definitely practice democratic leadership. They think I know everybody. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> um, so they, I know they would say I'm well-connected. 
I know they would definitely say I'm empathetic because the work we do is very much so mission driven. Try to think of anything else they would say. Crystal, you think of something else they would say? How did I build what? How did I build a winning circle? Woo! How did you build a winning circle? And when it comes to business, I do tell people to build your business from the top down, not the bottom up. So often entrepreneurs, they go to hire, the first person they hire is the $10 an hour person. Because you feel so stressed, you've been working your behind off, getting little sleep, and you're just like at a cry for help. Like, I need help, I need help. So you go get help, but you don't necessarily go get wisdom. And when you go get the $10 an hour person, it's not that they're not needed. They're just not the person that can help you grow and scale your business. So what I mean by when we build it from the top down, the first people I always get are the advisors. Because one hour with an advisor can propel me light years ahead than the $10 an hour person that's just helping me. So we get the advisors on board and the advisors help us to determine who we're going to get next. So build your businesses from the top down versus the bottom up. That's something I've always believed in. I've always said, um, there's evolution when it comes to building a winning circle. And what I mean by that is some decisions that you make are seasonal and there are going to be people who were there and serve their great purpose for that season. But in the spirit of elevation, as you're going up the mountaintop, everybody can't breathe the same oxygen. So that just happens that some people fall off. And it's not a bad thing or bad thing at all. It may be even a good thing. It's they serve that purpose in that season. It was actually beautiful for that level of the mountain that you were on. Um, but, yeah, that's how we build a winning circle. And making sure you align yourself with people who are mission aligned. They have to be in alignment with your purpose and your assignment in the earth. That was a good one. You don't know. Oh, she said I text you the questions. Oh my gosh, you said I got two minutes. No, I got ten minutes. We gonna make it do what it do. I'll go ahead. What is one of the biggest lessons that you learned? That's a generic. The biggest lesson I've learned in business, um, I'll start with the first lesson I learned in business, because I think I learned a lesson, oh Lord, a lot. Um, but it was basic, it was patience. I've grown up in the space of doing business. People say I would have sold my mother's placenta had I known it had value. By the time I was a elementary school age kid, I was doing the lemonade stand like most kids will do. Um, by middle school, I, I was selling poinsettias. My, my best friend's mom always tells that story. But she walked into the middle school and was like, whose poinsettias are all on that half of the stage? They said, that's all Aryans. <laughs> by the time I was in high school, I was selling Mary Kay, and I was also working in retail. And by the time I was in college, I was owning a mall-based retail store, 2,500 square feet, took over Walden Books. And I had months where it was, you'd have $50,000. Then I had months where you had negative five. And I said, well, I don't know if I'm good at this. This is horrible. And it was so much 
um, volatility and so much fluctuation. And really, I keep those financials near on my computer today, just as a reminder to myself that everything was fine. <laughs> and it wasn't that I was failing. I kept thinking, well, maybe I'm not good at this because I left entrepreneurship at that time and went and got a job, y'all. Working for Nelly's Apple Bottoms, only worked that job for 30 days because the company got sold and everybody had to go. And I ended up right back in entrepreneurship. That's the only job I've had in my entire adult life. I was clearly created to do business in this earth. But what I learned from that experience, I caused myself more hell when I stepped outside of business and did something else than had I just stayed in it. I mean, I'm talking about in L.A., run out of money, move from my apartment, move to the car, living out of car for seven months on people's floor, back to the car. I mean, it was crazy those seven months. And I'm like, dang, when I had the store, I ain't never have to go move in my car. So what I learned is, one, to stay in alignment with what I was created to do, but two, patience. I was never failing the entire time. I just wasn't patient. When I go back and look at those financials, the year was profitable. <laughs> I was like, this is comedy. I was like, I was actually doing just fine. You know, so patience, I would say, was the first lesson. But I was young. You know, I think I had entered a place where my character probably hadn't met where I was at just yet. But things were moving. But, yeah, that is, I would say, not the biggest lesson, but the first the first lesson. Is that good me? I'm going to go back to these things. See, you all went in. Oh, see, this one's good. And it's not, this could be personal and professional or business. What would be your ultimate contribution to the world? Y'all should have just wrote all of them. Oh, it sure is. You put it in the personal one. Oh, gosh. I'm going to answer it now. Yeah, we got to keep all of these. Um, my ultimate contribution to the world, I, I pray that I'm living it now. I do. I really pray that I'm living it now. I definitely believe I'm living a life and a legacy of one who is generous, one who's making moves to make sure that the generations behind me have things easier as far as people of color are concerned. As far as humanity is concerned in general, I, I do my best just to do my part. And I, I believe all oh, that. I saw something on the gram recently, and it said, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. Basically, something to the extent of you never have to do a lot when everybody does their little. Because basically, if everybody just did their part, then we'd have everything that we need in this world. And then we know that there's a famous quote, of course, about the world is um, there's enough for everybody's need. It's just not enough for everybody's greed. But if we just all did our part, I would say, it says, what would your ultimate contribution be to the world? Like I said, I pray I'm living it now of just being a generous soul, one who's willing to make this world a better place in everything that I do and my legacy and making this a more equitable and equal society is my contribution to the world. If you have enjoyed this Q&A, be sure next time I post for a Q&A to submit your questions, as well as you can go to my website, ariansimone.com, and submit your questions. And if you've enjoyed this time, like, comment, and subscribe.
Until next time. Mariah. Okay, I thought she was going to tell me to do something. You know, I was I'm going to tell them now. I told you. We're going to be uncut up in here. You got. We should have been talking about this the whole time, Monray. You're not on your job. The community, we're supposed to talk about it the whole time. We got an uh, ass that we're going to cut in. Okay. Well, you all, I have built a community. And this is not even my first time building a community. We've built communities many other times. And... Like I stated before, there's been a place in my life where I've, the past five years, I've experienced so much exponential growth. Venture capitalist, board director, queen. And I was doing so much on the job learning with each one. I hadn't taken out time recently to just connect on a more intimate basis with the audience and just with anybody who supports me. So I wanted to build another community to have that type of space again. And it is a space where people can come together and just focus on being their best and highest self. Recently, and I had never had a therapist, like it's been on trend to me like lately, and as of recent, I got one, and she said, Erin, you have to be well to do this work. She said, I'm glad you're well, but you have to be well to do the kind of work you do. And I'm, I know there's so many people out there that are building legacies, being disruptors, being world changers, living this iconic life and they're just like needing more support in the area of just being well. So I've built this community, this fearlessly living community for people to be able to come together to be able to have that time to focus on being better spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, all five, you guys, we're going to have exclusive events. The community itself is a benefit. You guys will have time to have virtual programs. You want to be a part of this. And I am going to love being on this journey of life with you. So be sure to check out the community, all its benefits. It's very inexpensive. And I'll see you in the club, members only. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.